welcome to Cardition It, the podcast about all things Kardashian. I'm Jessica Jarden. And I'm Marcy Jaro. Hi. Hi, buddy. We're moving through 2021. Look at us. I mean, it's the longest and shortest month I've ever experienced. <laughs> I mean, doesn't every week right now feel like 110 years? <laughs> I have no clue what anything is anymore. <laughs> I always say like, oh, my brain is soup. And I use that a lot. But this is the most soupy brained like period of my life I've ever known. Oh, like, my brain's a smoothie. It's all. <laughs> like the amount of news, the speed of news, the he- the gravity of like events taking place every week. I mean, we're staring down a big one this week. Like, I just have never felt like I feel so scattered. I just like the scattered human alive. That is. Yes, that is. And I got I got no other way to to frame it. It's just pure chaos. The only time I truly feel like the quiet (laughs) is when I watch my shows. Yes. (laughs) Yes. When I'm watching. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Oh, bless them, angels. Honestly, even Below Deck gives me a lot of like peace. I'm behind. I'm behind, but I... <laughs> well, wait till you see Dolores. She's... What? Dolores is out of her mind. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. Bad women on television is the only thing that makes me feel better these days. Me too. Oh, so that leads me to my plug which I texted you and Trish last night, which is to, for anybody looking for a new thing, uh, I recommend Bling Empire, which is on Netflix. And in the way that Netflix is like absolutely just came in and dominated reality television in like their first swoop, um, I believe it's actually created by a Kardashian producer. Oh, um, I did not look up his name, which I should have, but it's a <laughs> former it's a former Kardashian producer and it is uh it's basically just the story it's like crazy rich asians set in la so it's a circle of like insanely wealthy young mostly young uh asians in their like 20s 30 asian americans and then who are many of them are like uh heirs to gigantic fortunes in like taiwan and singapore i did watch the first 30 minutes of it mm-hmm. and I I was like, they all can't be billionaires. Like, we all can't be billionaires. <laughs> well, there's one scrappy guy, and he's a model, and he's not rich. And he's kind of the protagonist, Kevin. Yes. And he's um he's from the mid or he's from Philadelphia. When he took his pants off and just held his dick in his hands <laughs> to cover it, I was like, this is a different show. It is like this it's it's one of the more raw like in the yes. i only watched half of a, the first episode immediately you get to see emotional and verbal abuse right out the gate absolutely you get to see a woman demolishing her house and probably causing structural damage who is like <laughs> pilled out of her mind and half asleep in like every scene the she most looks like asleep. adrian maloof <laughs> yes. uh became like a cartoon or something she's the most asleep character i've ever seen on television but like living the most like dreamy life she's been married four times 
there's oh my god there's just so much there's a whole storyline that comes up later marcy is why i need you to keep watching around discovering a hidden um penis pump (laughs) okay i can't wait i can't wait and this kang guy i'm like why do you have 200 dollars silk underwear that you're making a man change in front of you. Like, it's why? It's so weird. It's like, it is just a fascinating Why world. is the red Power Ranger so abusive? <laughs> is it because that other Power Ranger murdered all those people? It's so are, are the Power Rangers, like, really scary folks and you shouldn't be messing with them? <laughs> There's so... Yeah, one of the women is dating the red power ranger but you remember the power ranger murder that i'm talking about yes yes i mean there's something very dark going on in the power ranger universe i mean it's when you get inside that robot you don't even know what's gonna happen no you don't know yeah Um, ricardo medina jr he's the actor he uh, guilty of volunteer he stabbed his roommate to death with a sword that's right it was a sword God, what a weird thing. Did I say sword? I absolutely Absolutely. said sword. Absolutely. And it's a word. So sword. uh, It's uh, yeah, I just really there are some as it goes on. It's there are some laugh out loud moments that I have not had in a really long time. It like gets exponentially weird, like so fast. Like by episode four, I was like, what is this? What is actually happening? I mean, Uh, out of the gate, closing down Rodeo Drive to have like a Chinese New Year party. Wild. (laughs) There's like wild a huge drama about two women wearing the same necklace, diamond necklace to a party. I think in the first episode, the lady let them all adopt hundreds of Chinese children. (laughs) Yeah, her gift instead of paperweights is adopting orphans. (laughs) It's so good. It's so I need more people to be watching it. Uh, so please, if you watch it, uh, just have fun. Tell me it, about it. There is like, it does feel like I said, more raw. And because it's raw, it feels authentic. Like I was like, no way this is fake when that man is so abusive to, no, to that and the, woman. And the intimacy of some of the scenes that they like managed to get is like shocking. Like even, even for diehard reality heads like us, like there are scenes that I cannot believe they got on camera. Like just in terms of like what, especially, I mean, I guess it is probably because it's first season and everybody's just like, doesn't know better. But, um, yeah, like I was just like, I can't remember a first season of a, of a reality show where they're like getting scenes like these. It's crazy. I mean, I thank God because I, on Bravo, I'm like, okay, I guess I'm watching Summer House next. Where's my Shaw's? I don't even think, I don't even know if Shaw's is coming Shaw's back. Shaw's has been gone for uh, 10,000 years, it feels like. I'm sure it's coming back, but. If it doesn't, I'll be so sad. I mean, I want to see Mike get married for the fifth time. <laughs> what 21-year-old woman will he have roped oh, in God. this time? Um, it's great. That's my pitch. Watch my- uh, Bling Empire on Netflix. Now, my pitch is a big trigger warning because I watched. Oh, yes. Big trigger warning. for Not for what I'm going to say. But right. the movie Promising Young Woman that I have been calling a promising young woman, meaning that I am no longer a young woman by putting <laughs> articles in front of things. <laughs> but it's it was really great. I watched it twice last night. It is. Have you like, do you ever normally do that? No. Wow. What made I, you want to watch it again? 
I was as soon as it ended the first time I started reading all these reviews. Yeah. So many different takes about like what happened in it, how things progress, blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, I was like not agreeing with so many of the reviews. Yeah. Also, so many of the reviews are written by people who are also survival survivors of uh, sexual assault. So mm. there's always that element of um, perception when watching it, because that is what the movie is about, essentially. Yeah. So. I just wanted to watch it again to be like, what? Yeah, what else? Because it's also like a highly entertaining movie. I I'm excited. I mean, I know it's a complicated movie, but I love Carrie Mulligan so oh, much. She's and I, great, and she hasn't done anything in a while. Like I haven't. It's just an exciting return. Yeah, she's great in it. Um, also, Bo Burnham uh, is in it, and he is that his name, Bo Burnham? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The tall, tall. Too uh, tall. Yeah. Yeah. Too tall. And there is a scene that's very funny with him. Um, I don't want to spoil it, uh, it but <laughs> it's like, this doesn't fit in the movie. But I watched it again. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, that's sort of fun. But I watch it. I uh, highly recommend also um, just take a ask yourself where you're at (laughs) if you in your relationship to rape culture before you dive in because yeah when the way you described it because i'd been on the fence between and i'd already watched night stalker the rich richard ramirez doc (gasps) wow 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 super good doc though so good and the music is so good it's uh, really cool. It's but also cool is the so wrong word because it's the story of horrible well, violence. But it's the, be, it's beautifully and very like it's just made in a cool way and it's cool choices and it's just a different approach slightly enough that I well was I like, was telling uh, my neighbor about it. I was like, it's so amazing when you get to watch. Like I love true crime documentaries anyway, but when you get to watch a good documentary filmmaker make yeah. it, it's the yeah. best. It's great, but it's it's really 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 watchable. Uh, it is upsetting. Um, and very uh, graphic at points. So I had like just powered through that. And when you were, and when you were like, yeah, trigger warning on promising young woman, I was like, great. Okay. I'm going to take a pause and I'm going to watch my new Netflix reality garbage. And it was the yes. right move, but I, I want to watch, I want to watch the movie. The other one. Yeah. Very into it. Also like just the production design. Awesome. Amazing. Ooh. Well, it's a week <sighs> of Rex. All we can do with our lives is sit inside and watch things. So that's largely what <laughs> the updates are. <laughs> also, if you rent it, boy, what a deal. I had to pay $19 by myself. That's why I watched it twice. I had to get my money's worth. You and your <laughs> husband can watch it <laughs> together. So, there you go. And Perfect. you can watch it twice. And then you're like, holy shit, we... What an actual deal. <laughs> what a deal. What a, what a save. <laughs> Thanks for looking out for us. <laughs> well, should we dive into this family? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, it, it, there ain't much, but we're going to, we're going to get through what there is. You um, can tell that the, we're, we're coming to the end of things because it is a dry desert of news. All this news is repackaged it is like the trader joe's of news it's like another (laughs) brand's cast off they're trying to sell us it's and we like it because the appetizers are great no but not even that 
it makes you appreciate how hard Chris Jenner was working before and how much she was doling out on a weekly basis because ooh, when they don't now have she, to with yeah. her with that Hulu Disney dollars. Uh-uh. She's just sitting back letting Corey eat her out all day. <laughs> she's <just> <laughs> you bet. Absolutely, Chris. Enjoy it. In Palm Springs. <laughs> oh my God, in that big crazy ass house. No, so this the- is not news item, but uh, Kim has been in Malibu and now she's on her way to Palm Springs. I saw that. She's in big vacation. I guess this is the first time she hasn't been filming. Mm, that's been, and yeah. She can't right. travel and like, nope. So, but, yeah, I bet I'm sure she's just going out to the Palm Springs compound. Um, but yeah, I mean, largely there, there's the updates are technically divorce centric, but I think the headline for Mercy and I is that there is no actual update since the big first news broke last so week. So many headlines that are just rephrasing. A lot of rephrasing. So there's like, yeah, there's this Vanity Fair story about they have reportedly no bad blood, but the relationship got quote, downright toxic. Who's the quote from Vanity Fair? A source? Would you give us a source? Of Uh, course not. A source close to production says, what? Just tell us Chris's name. We know it's her. We know it's her. So yeah, the insider quote says, Kim and Kanye had no option but to live apart in the end because the communication between them had gotten so downright toxic. They went into the latter part of 2020 with the very best of intentions and wanted to find a way to get along when they spent time together. But it reached the point where the bickering turned to nasty blowups and confrontations. And since neither of them wanted the kids exposed to that type of hostility, they stayed apart. So that's just explaining what we already knew. Yeah. And particularly that Kanye has been at the Wyoming ranch for many, many months for largely most of quarantine. Um, it seems like while Kim has been uh, at their house in Hidden Hills. It's so interesting for someone like Kanye, who is essentially already quarantined. Yeah. I mean, he has been he has been I feel like I can't even remember how early it was reported that they were kind of split up while he was in. I mean, yeah. and he was because then because he was still in uh, election mode. Yeah. So he was like going back and forth from like Wyoming to wherever he was appearing. And that was the crazy thing is remember after his meltdown, the big meltdown that like Chappelle and some of those like friends showed up in Wyoming. Yeah. I But also like if you're living in Wyoming, like you're so close to just being yeah. isolated, you know, it's, especially for a celebrity, like you're isolated kind of. I guess you go wander around town and buy some boots, but... <laughs> How many times can you do that? (laughs) I, yes, I'm very curious about what's going on out there. I worry it's a real Howard Hughes situation. (laughs) (laughs) Just crashing planes. (laughs) Crashing planes, peeing in jars, (laughs) sitting in a movie theater watching like, uh, I guess, uh, Anchorman, (laughs) whatever movie he loves. Uh, Giving a lot of your money to Heather Gay from Real Housewives (laughs) of Salt Lake City. (laughs) <laughs> I wonder, but, um, but yeah, so, you know, so then again, in this same, like no news, I, I proudly have a subscription to a few actual physical magazines. 
Um, one of which is uh, I have Us Weekly and People, which to be very honest, I don't remember signing up for, but I think I did because it would it's too specific <laughs> to to be accidental. But Every time they come, I'm shocked and excited. <laughs> oh, I, I got my first mag. I got a magazine subscription too. Oh, it's is yours. Which one is yours? Architectural Digest. Oh, I mean, honestly, I think of it now as an extension of Car Jenner's. Yes. Uh, uh, it's and and honestly, it's just the lightest little puff of a read. It's so funny to read those magazines now because a they really make me miss nail salons. Because that's where I'm used to always read them. Um, and B, they're just like a snapshot from another of just an altogether different time because every photo you've seen. And that's yes. been true for a long time. But it's like so crazy how there is like not one new image in the entire thing. So you're just really paying for the like serenity of like flipping pages, you yes. know, and, and like maybe make a vision board out of something you see. And like the beautiful things where they do like a big like series of women in dresses you know like whatever the like oh uh ruby red is the color and there's like all of its dresses like soothing images but um so so kim and kanye were on the cover of people which i was surprised by and when i first saw it i was like oh is this gonna be is this a blockbuster like an interview and it was nothing, nothing. literally goose egg entirely no. regurgitated same information as the page six uh, story nothing there was no news it was like the timeline also, of their relationship I mean sh like nothing. should we remind everyone that the page six also was really not news we've been mm -hmm. thinking they were getting divorced for a long time and to say they might be getting a divorce like yeah no shit Sherlock I might be getting a divorce <laughs> I mean I think that's the thing is that it's like my big peeve about it is that it is still there has been no formal announcement from anybody related to the family. Of course, we know it's real. And and uh, people's not going to put that cover out unless they know it's real. It's real. But like from an actual sources perspective, there has been no actual announcement. It's all They're anonymous. Probably so frustrated that all the <sighs> magazines being like, we really thought it was going to break because someone said it was going to break any day now. Any and, day now. And it's not breaking any day now, uh, now, is it? Did the insurrection cost us a Kimye divorce announcement? Honestly, that would have been the best time to announce it. Yeah. While, while there's an insurrection and army hammers eating people like that's <laughs> when you do it <laughs> well uh forbes who i mean you don't need me to tell you that there is a long history between forbes and this family particularly kanye and forbes forbes <laughs> had a story i just want to say real quick i don't feel bad for forbes at all you write about rich people fuck off oh my god i could not care less about <laughs> forbes well they lied to us like shut it's, up forbes also you're not an inner they this has not historically been an entertainment site and they've like done a very savvy thing of injecting themselves into like tabloid culture to stay relevant because ain't nobody going to forbes.com um, this is actually, oh yeah. So this is from, this is from last week. Um, here's how much money is at stake in a Kim Kardashian Kanye West divorce. Um, 
And, you know, there's not really news here other than the fact that it's a lot of money. So they have a just as a reminder. <laughs> yeah, like Kanye is worth over a billion and Kim is worth almost a billion. Yeah. So it's got to be like two something billion, right? Good job. Yes. So the I combined, can count. <laughs> good job. I mean, better than me. The Their net worth is $2.1 billion. Um, so they have a lot of shared real estate. That's that's complicated. Um, and so yeah, Kanye has 1.26. Uh, Yeezy as a brand is worth 1.26 billion. Um, and yeah, and then Kim is at 750 million, 500 I, of which is KKW. I don't anticipate this being a complicated split. Um, I assume that they're everything is filed in California and they will be divorced in California, which is a no fault state. Yeah. So you can, it's very easy to walk away with what you came in. Um, yeah. And what does she need to take his money for? No need. They both have plenty of their own. It so may just be like, you get this house, I get this one. And then we sell the other one and put and it I in a trust for the kids. Largely it'll be, I'm sure uh, just keeping the kids rooted, you know, so whether that's the house or not is irrelevant, but I'm sure she'll just want. So, so the pair owns a number of homes, uh, including the Calabasas mansion in LA County. So that we know that's the hidden Hills house, the, the weird white gallery house, uh, Miami condo, which I think I'd forgotten about. Um, and then two ranches in Wyoming. Uh, there's also 5 million in art, 4 million in vehicles, 3.2 million in jewelry. And now this one, this one caught me off guard and 300,000 worth of livestock <laughs> because have you seen this thing? They have those really fucking fancy horses. Oh, in Wyoming. They're like, yes, she had posted, seen she those posted horses. about them once and was like, and they're like, they're like a hundred thousand dollars each. These really crazy horses that they have. So, Horse people were mad. <laughs> yes. So like, you know, what else with horse people, horse people are pretty passionate people. It's pretty <laughs> wild that like a divorce will involve like splitting up like Bugattis and, uh, and, you know, condo in Miami and then like some insanely fancy ass horses, you know, didn't he buy the condo for her in Miami as yes. like, a gift? So yes. I think that's sort of like, not like, and, and then he bought her a million dollars of stock in yes, but like, easy? Those- no, what was it? I want to say, oh. no, it was another company like, like Google Apple or something. Or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think gifts and stuff like there's not, I just don't anticipate anyone splitting a lot of hairs about it, especially because they are not in the business of bad divorces since no. her father and mother broke up. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think they, yeah, I think they are such like deeply devoted parents but it's it's tough because, like, again, I hate to keep citing this one. Like, um, I have been shocked by how messy the Brad and Angelina divorce has gotten. Like, it is well, a one person in that wreck. relationship doesn't work. <laughs> Who, Angelina? She doesn't. Brad's got a whole fucking production company, and like, is <laughs> like, I mean, Angelina Jolie. I, I might be speaking out of turn. I just don't know what she does. Uh, and they have well, a bazillion she- kids from all over the place. So, like, I think it's co- that that's a more complicated situation. They're very different. It's just my only <laughs> point being, like, I think I probably would have been like, 
oh, well, they have so many kids. I'm sure they'll just want to like, you know, smooth this over as quickly as possible. But uh, it also ended very dramatically with that whole like yeah. plane, plane ride and stuff. Did you ever, by the way, one of my favorite Angelina Jolie, it's mean, it's a mean girl thing. But back in like 2015 or whatever it was that the Sony emails leaked, um, I was obsessed. I like read so many of them because they're <sighs> the ones that I became obsessed with were Amy Pascal, who was the mm-hmm. head of Sony. She's vicious, v- vicious, but very funny. And some of there was like a bunch of emails about her having to deal with Angelina Jolie wanting to be Cleopatra and make this like Cleopatra movie that she was the star of as Cleopatra. And it's so brutal. It's like her like like joking like, oh, Angelina is coming by again to try to talk to us about Cleopatra. So everybody put on their best game face. And it's just like everybody mean girling like the most beautiful woman in Hollywood. (laughs) And I was like, yikes. Don't play Cleopatra, Angelina Jolie. No, it would not fly now. This is a it's different not, time. Not for you. Not for I you. I apologize for saying she doesn't work. I don't actually know what she does. Well, but I, think I do think she likes, I do feel like she wants to make him pay for something. Absolutely. I think they ended very acrimoniously. Yeah. And I think that it was like, it clearly was connected to his drinking stuff, things with the kids, that older son who doesn't speak to him. Like, a bunch of stuff happened that they have never explained. Um, I think the older children all don't speak to him. Um, so who knows? We don't know. But um, but yeah, just that thing where it's like it has gone on and on and on. But I think it's actually am- become amicable lately because there's been paparazzi shots. We've talked about this, but he lives not that far down the road. He lives like yeah. by UCB. I have a friend that keeps getting photographed because she's like, they're looking for Brad Pitt. Yeah, because he lives by UC. <laughs> exactly. I know who you're talking about. And he lives up there. And then she lives in Laughlin Park. So he, which is all on Franklin. So there's been like so many paparazzi shots of him coming and going like from Laughlin Park, like her house to just go zip right down to UCB basically. And I've been like, Ugh. this is so weird that these people are so close. I got to get out on the Franklin. roads more. I'm not seeing this. I got to get out I'm on not, these streets. I'm not seeing shit. I just see the paparazzi photos and I'm like, I know that street. Okay, back to these people. Take me through Courtney and Travis Barker. What okay, is this? This is a, a a false flag story. Okay, because this is Courtney's rumored love, Travis Barker's relationship history. I don't know why I put it in just. Okay, it well, is, people have been like shipping this. I feel like for a long time. They are neighbors, and she was like watching some movie, and he was like, "You're so cool," and I'm sure he's thirsty for it i would bet he would love to have that come over his way but he's too old travis barker you're 20 years too old for courtney kardashian i feel like travis barker's kids are probably the age of courtney's friends yes (laughs) So, so this is just going through like all the women he's dated i did not know i knew about his wife shanna who he has kids with who they but, had a reality show one trillion years ago. Oh, didn't watch. Meet the Did. Barkers. And it, I was obsessed. I watched it. I don't know why. I just loved it. Anyways. 
but I did not know that he dated Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> oh my God. So he dated Paris and there was famously a fight at Hyde between Shanna Mokler and Paris where she, I think, punched, I think Shanna punched Paris and she <gasps> fell on the stairs. Oh, this, wow. This was my heyday. <laughs> Honestly, glad I put it in just for that tidbit. And then he, he cheated on someone with Lindsay Lohan. Seems like a bad choice. <laughs> I mean, clearly he was too deep in a very rough scene. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was dating Tara Connor, a USA, Miss USA winner, and he cheated on her. He was he denied it, but he was seen out uh, with Miss Lindsay Lohan and um, and he denies doing anything more than kissing a few times. You know, that's the thing. It's <laughs> Lindsay Lohan loves to smooch. She's a big time smoocher. She's a normal, low key gal who just loves to smooch. And there's also, nothing more to say. He dated Rita Ora too, which makes the whole Courtney of it kind of like that's weird. A full circle, right? Because for anybody who doesn't know, Rita dated Rob. Yes. Yes. Oh, weird. Okay. Just that, like, God, what a small scene. Like, it's we so think the small. UCB community is, like, very insular. But when you're rich, you can only date other rich people. It's what so, a bummer. Especially, like, you're rich and you're under, you know, if you're under 45 or 50, it's just, like, the you know, there's just not that many people people in their like early 40s or in the case of like you know in their 20s who are can afford mansions in a gated community in hidden hills you know i mean you're basically dating your mom's friends grandkids (laughs) (laughs) okay this next story is just a follow-up on our yes your incredible (laughs) reporting from last week that really i mean i'm still Still just in awe of our monstrous TikTok teen, Ava Louise, although I think she's older than a teen now. Uh, so we remember she's the one who started all the Jeffree Star and Kanye or yes. bone-in rumors. Completely false. She made it up. All of it up. Made all of it up. And then she claims that Kris Jenner has sent her a cease and desist. Which Chris Jenner says, well, someone from Chris Jenner's legal team or rep says, we have zero clue who this person is. <laughs> Ultimate shutdown. And have not yet taken legal action. However, if she continues to spread lie after lie and fake letter in a dis in a and a fake letter in a desperate cry for public attention, which she has admitted on record that she's seeking, then we will have no choice but to take legal action on principle oh a devastating shutdown and i love it here's what i didn't expect for 2021 to bring where you are you want cease and desists that you're lying about getting cease and desists as a marker of acknowledgement which i get i'm not like lost on the, the the logic there that like you matter enough that chris jenner's lawyer sent you something but like what a convoluted weird world to have chris jenner's team being like we don't like a lawyer being like we didn't send that we don't even know her <laughs> <laughs> we will though whatever we've got time like that a cease and desist is like a demarcation of status is a amazing i also really hate that that child made money off lies we sort of talked about it privately after that like it really ties into the whole like QAnon conspiracy just like QAnon. if you are into it i got spoiler alert it's all made up by people who are failed writers 
Um, yes. They like had articles about the people who like are big like influencers in QAnon and. But um, it's just like people making these lies to see how many clicks they can get and like, you know, to just draw people. It's a weird like, I don't know, the the cultiness of the time. It is this time is so much like the 60s to me in that there's so much tumult and there's all like people just desperately clinging to stuff like, you know, these cult these like deity like people you're like okay jesus christ chose trump oh i'm so sure um but it is like all the chaos of the 60s like happening with us now but worse because of our pandemic (laughs) and it is very much like a lot of this reminds me of like what's always been true but of kind of the like mancini calling piece you know and like following a leader and like cult like cults uh the way that cults flourished at that time and like you know yeah there was one i shared with you and trish today uh there's there a couple there's a great new york times one that i i don't think i sent you guys after that really blew my mind because i really think and we're not going to get sidetracked i promise but the, the the role of women in these communities is fascinating communities of QAnon, you're QAnon, saying. yes, yes. and uh, and and uh, and the way that like it speaks to a kind of like um, you know like detective feeling, and then you are like celebrated for having like found a clue, you know, and the way that there, there's been communities about that around like Lost after you know the TV yes. show, you know, like that this is part of like internet culture that's really kind of like just fun in the world of like finding clues and sharing notes. And we're so used to it in, in TV and movies, but it's, and Taylor Swift and her music videos, but it's like veered into this other space. And there's this amazing profile in New York times today about a woman who's, who lives on the upper East side, a white woman in her late fifties, who's like a super left, who was a super leftist, went to Harvard, wrote for the lampoon, wrote for Conan and just over time, she voted for Jill Stein in 2016, what like protested at Standing Rock. But in four years, be, just being like spending too much time in like forums and getting a lot of like accolades for sort of starting to like connect dots and being smart. She becomes like a little hero in the, like her own little bubble. And it keeps like she keeps kind of bubbling up and bubbling up in terms of like likes and reshares and like it just feeds her ego in this way and there is this sort of like she gets this feeling of being a little detective like there's a piece about how she noticed in the background of some trump video there was a a domino on display that had 17 on it and q is the 17th letter of the alphabet and she was like a hero you know because she found it and I was just doing some math of being like, there's 26 letters. Yep. Okay. I mean, (laughs) but all that to say, like, A, A, read it. It's an amazing profile. It's on New York Times uh, this weekend. And B, that, yeah, there is just this sort of feeling, I think, of like, um, yeah, just like really connecting and getting and, and that you can make anything up, but that if you can connect the dots and get a lot of attention for it, that you get this like surge of meaning and value. TikTok. TikTok. Back to this lady. <laughs> These TikTok teens, though. They're T-T-T? just like. I like you calling them TTTs. TikTok. I think Trish did the TTTs. Mm. Uh, but they're just lying left and right. It's wild. I also was thinking today, this is just uh, a side note. I would be such a bad cult member. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm like always like 
like in our even in like our friend group you'll be like you and trish will be like oh this oh my god yes this and i'm like i don't know guys actually i think this i'm such a naysayer there's no way i would be a good cult member at all i'd be like i'm not wearing this color i look uh i'm uncomfortable i'm fat i gotta go i agree with you but i and i'm as a true compliment, I think you would be. And I think similarly, I will admit I'd be great because I don't like rocking the boat. <laughs> like I might I would definitely join it if like if there was anyone around that I was like, well, I'd like to hang out with them. I would join it, but then try to like dismantle it from the inside and just make no friends while doing so. <laughs> I would do so. the opposite and I'd be like, you guys like me, right? I mean, what can I do? Like, how can I how 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 can I be sort of like best student and just really make sure the leader likes me the most you would be so so humble that you got invited to the orgy you like wouldn't tell anyone but you would feel really like you'd feel really proud it was totally random circumstance i happened to be in the i mean i'm sure they would have asked someone else anybody could have been there i just was like randomly there (laughs) thank you i like can feel a little pride that you even think that about me Uh, yeah you'd be very humble about it i know you um Anyway, cult, 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 cult. Okay, so this is a a little funny one. Oh, Uh, I love this. The headline is so good because it's such a bait and switch. It's (laughs) it's Caitlyn Jenner reportedly in talks to join Sex in the City revival after Kim Cattrall confirmed to not be returning. Now, is Caitlyn replacing Kim Cattrall as the new Samantha Jones? I wish. I just... Oh, (laughs) honey. Okay, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's fuck. <laughs> I, I wish. I mean, I I don't think there's a way to explain how I would like camp out overnight. Movie theaters are open by the time that this comes out. Also, it's I, not a movie at all, so don't worry about that part, Jess. It oh, is a I forgot series. it's a series. <laughs> I keep thinking it's a movie. Okay, still, I'm camped out in She's front of my outside. Te- <laughs> She's sleeping on the street. There's no reason for it. She's There's gone no mad. There's no reason. My husband calls me and I come home. He turns <laughs> on the television. <laughs> but point being, the level of excitement if I imagine that camera panning to the fourth member and it's Caitlin and I'm shrieking. <laughs> and she's it's- just like, honey, your balls are positively sweaty. <laughs> it's, it's so, so bad. That's what I'm saying. This is a bait and switch headline because uh. the actual thing that they're looking at Caitlin for is to be a cameo. Of you course. Know, yeah. Like they had great, like they had, well, Donald Trump was a cameo. They had Margaret Cho as a cameo. So actually, Margaret Cho had a real part, I guess. Oh yeah. Um, but they've had like a lot of like just someone famous who's like walking through and says hello and knows someone else. So of course they're looking for a Caitlyn Jenner person, like who's like, oh, everyone knows Caitlyn, and that's we've never had. Uh, the last time we had a trans woman on, we really made fun of them and called them uh, slurs a lot. Uh- oh, my God. I mean, so it, it's been said many times before, but there I love this show. I love Sex in the City. It is a huge part of my DNA. But wow, what just some of it age just shockingly. And yeah, the the um, <laughs> that particular piece of it is is does not age well. Yeah, uh, you, you can't go back in time and teach yourself things. If <laughs> no. only, 
If only we could. Um, so anyway, I'm very excited about the Sex in the City reboot. Uh, and I, will, I look forward to a Caitlyn Jenner cameo. Me too. Uh, I think it's, I think it's, I'm really sad Kim Cattrall won't be there. Uh, like I really, oh. I really am. But God, I wish I could dig into that. I wish we had time to <sighs> dig into that feud. It's juicy. In the meantime, since we don't, everybody needs to go watch a very special YouTube video from like ten years ago <laughs> of Kim Cattrall and her husband singing <gasps> jazz together. Scatting. <laughs> Kim control scat <laughs> the he dogs and the she dogs. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, shame on you. Shame, shame. on you. You need, you need to pull up Kim Control scatting. It's her now ex husband who she wrote a sex book with. Also, I mean, just an icon. She's just iconic. <sighs> we truly don't deserve her. Even her not doing the show is iconic. Gosh. Uh, Gosh, gosh, her lashing out at Sarah Jessica Parker throughout the years has been just delicious. Sarah, Je Sarah Jessica Parker, a, a wide, wide, widely known as a very benign celebrity. <laughs> no, but Kim Cattrall's like, don't you fucking send flowers to my brother's funeral. This isn't about you. You don't love me. You never loved him. Don't make this about you. And it's like, Shh. don't express grief for my loss. You bitch. Don't you send me flowers. It's like, she wasn't doing it for attention. You're the only person who knew. You. It's so funny. It's an iconic rift. And I'm I'm here for it. Ugh, I love but it. But also I'm pay women what they're worth. If yes. none of this would happen, you honestly, if you if all things being equal, people would not have fights if you just give them what they're worth. Absolutely. I do feel like this is just a a an, a different time, you know? Um, and that they let women like duke it out too much back at this time, as opposed to just like paying women what they're worth. Yeah. Um but yes, I can't wait. I won't go to the movie theater. So thank you for that tip. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to, I don't want to stop you. No, I just loved seeing these movies in the theaters. I saw them both. Even they were all, I mean, first one's great. And then two great just, for of the movie, the Sex and the City movie. Great. Huh? I loved it. I, oh, loved, that I movie. loved it. No. Yes. Um, great. though. no. <laughs> I think it's great. They should have killed Big. <laughs> he should have had a heart attack at the wedding. And then she's in grief. But then she's like, gets her groove back. I like that too. You know, it's and all And she about inherits all of his money. <laughs> <laughs> I like that too. I just like when... Anyways, I'll, I love Cynthia Nixon and and Sarah Jessica Parker's friendship so much. And like when she races to her on New Year's. Uh, okay. Anyways. And the scene where she were. We're, okay, enough. <laughs> enough, enough, enough. When they meet on the bridge. No, it's the, part, it's the part where she hits big with the flowers outside the limo. And my well, favorite. Well, that's, that's Charlotte. 
Oh, Charlotte hits. And the, but no, 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 no. You're right. That's Sarah. It's, it's Sarah it's, hits him. It's I think Kara. It Carrie Carrie? Hits, Yes. And then, but and then and then Charlotte grabs her and is like, you know, tells him to get away. And she goes, no, no. And it's the no. most incredible <laughs> acting. But my favorite part is they've tried so hard to blur it, but. It is barricades because it's outside the fucking library, the Central <sighs> Library in New York. Uh, like, it's a giant street, a giant scene. But if you look, you can see like dozens of uh, just looky loos all standing and watching. <laughs> With like signs. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, everybody we was like, We love actors. Everybody was like, oh, Who cares? Whatever. Everyone knows this is New York. Honestly, Anyways. I was so compelled by Cynthia Nixon's performance. No, by Kristen. Shit. Uh, not Stuart, not Johnson, not Davis. Chino with Kristen Davis. Davis's yeah. performance. I didn't notice. Okay. Last okay. little bit of news. You got this. Uh, it's just a little nice tidbit. Um, so we know that they've wrapped up shooting and we know that the crew gave at least Kim, but probably all of them, their mic packs, which we've talked about a couple of times from the whole show. Um, and it turns out, according to some sources, that the the OG EPs, which would be uh, Kim, Courtney, Chris, and Chloe, they gifted the crew Rolexes. Uh, so they supposedly spent 300K on Rolexes. They got 30 Rolexes for the crew to commemorate the last day. So those probably <laughs> doled out at that like luncheon they showed. I just imagine them being like, oh, uh... Uh, and we have another, we have other presents for you too, uh, but we're not, we were going to give them after, um, uh, not just your mic pack. Uh, we have something, we have something else is a big surprise, right? Everybody. <laughs> it's really big. We, it's on a different day. So we, it's more of a, uh, it's just different. So thank you though. Thank you. Um, but that's it. Um, that's it. Should we take a break? Let's take a break. What interferes with your happiness? Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? You guys know Jessica and I talk all the time about our therapist and how much we love her and how important mental health is to us. That's why we're excited to talk about BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Connect in a safe and private online environment that's so convenient. You can start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours. Now, BetterHelp is not self-help. It's professional counseling. So that means you can send a message to your counselor at any time and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. And this is all without having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, which is really important right now because we cannot be leaving to go to a waiting room. No, thank you. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need. Plus, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. One of the best things now that everyone's telecommuting is that this service is available for clients worldwide, and there's a broad range of expertise which maybe you don't have available in your area. And these are licensed therapists, professional counselors, and they're specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBTQA matters, grief, self-esteem, and anything you share is confidential. 
You guys should really try out BetterHelp. It's convenient, professional, affordable, and you can go check out their site. They have new testimonials posted daily so you can see what other people are saying about BetterHelp. Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It is professional counseling. We want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener of Cardishonet, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash Cardishonet. Join over the 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Cardishonet. We are back. Are we back? We're back. We're back. Okay, we are on season five, episode 10 of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Dash, no more. Oh, the drama of that title. Dash. And it's a cliffhanger. This episode leaves you. It doesn't resolve at the end. Don't think it's gonna, guys. It's a cliffhanger episode. Not at all. This is is a keep them wanting more type of ep. And I don't know that I even want more. But no. (laughs) Not as it relates to these storylines, but that's okay. No. It seems as if in the beginning of the episode, there might be three storylines, but mm-hmm. really one of them, uh, two of them collapse into one at some point. So I'm going to treat. Yes, you're right. Okay. I'm going to treat that one by itself. So should we start with uh, Caitlin and Scott? Yes. Let's knock okay. that out. I so, think. okay. We open up. We're at the Jenner household. Chris answers the phone. It's Scott. Scott wants Caitlin. Uh, Caitlin's like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not here. I'm, I'm not busy. here. <laughs> I'm busy. Tell him tell I'm busy. I fell down the stairs. I'm not here. Uh, <laughs> and, and this is jarring. Like, we have no real, uh, that I can remember, not jarring is the wrong word, but there's no real predecessor of, like, Caitlin and Scott's relationship that I'm really thinking of. No, no. Um, but Scott really wants to hang out with Caitlin. But Caitlin's like, I can't get over all the past stuff with Scott. And Chris is like, I'm far too busy to be doing this with you. I must be going. (laughs) As she says it in front of, I never noticed a giant print of that of a naked Courtney pregnancy pic. Yeah, there's like a, there's like one of those Demi Moore style <laughs> pregnancy, and it's fucking enormous, blown up above their bed. And their bedroom is so strange. Also, did you see? I, it must not be their bedroom, I guess. But yeah. uh, she also, as she was answering the phone, was holding too many boxes. Yes, too many <laughs> juggling boxes. Chris is juggling too many things. They wanted to be sure we understood. You know what? Once I had a commercial audition in New York, and they made us literally hold a bunch of boxes, and they're like. <laughs> So they made us hold the boxes and then uh, it's a bunch of boxes. And then I started like, oh, like, oh, I'm fumbling with them. And they're like, please don't do that with a box. Just leave it alone. I was like, why am I holding so many boxes? (laughs) You just want me to hold a bunch of boxes and then do it straight? Okay, I'll never book a commercial, I guess. And that was true. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Commercial auditions are... Such its own hell. Um, Don't Scott, do it, guys. <laughs> Scott wants to go motorcycle riding with Caitlin. And- did we s- did we skip some stuff with the no. Courtney in the makeup drawer scene? Not yet. No, this is the same. This is the same scene. Is that when oh, Scott? Oh, I must called. not have written that down. Yeah, when, when Scott called, he said he wanted to go. He was trying to reach Caitlin and wanted to go motorcycle riding with her. And then that's when 
Caitlin was like, no, she, you know, she's not here. And then gets mad afterwards and is like, I have to do your dirty work. You always say yes to people. Uh, and then I have to c- clean up your mess. Um, and then, yes, then we go to this make- makeup scene. I loved it. Struggling with an acrylic makeup drawer, just like my very <laughs> own. I know. Uh, also, how things have changed from like truly like those clear like plastic acrylic drawers to like whole glam rooms. I know. That's so true. It's like, uh, and I guess this is Kim's, because uh, we're at Kim's house. Yeah, they're homeless. They live with Kim. <laughs> they, Kim. They live with Kim in her giant mansion. And so they're like, so, so yeah, Courtney is like about to break this thing. Scott Scott's comes like, to help. Scott's like, are you an idiot? Very sweet, tender, loving dynamic as always between them. He fixes it. Uh, then she's trying to put like gold lip gloss on him. Uh-huh. And he's like, you're weird. Uh, he says, you want your son's father to wear makeup? <laughs> and then in like a weird kind of nod of foreshadowing, he's like, have you heard from Kaylin? <laughs> I know. I know. Like to make kind of like a weird, it's, like, oh, don't put makeup on a man. To be like, oh, you don't want a dad to wear makeup. Also, like, right? just like, you know, no one knows then unless there's like a subconscious knowing or I know it's the stuff I would like die to know. Like I would we l- do know that like Kim knew earlier on, you know, like God, what I wouldn't give to go back in time and take a, a hammer and a, and a nail and crack open those heads and just see what's in there. <laughs> a hammer and a nail. A chisel? That's what I mean. Yeah. No, I, I got it. Um, it would be a lot of air inside. Um, <laughs> shoo, 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 shoo. Um, and yeah, so Scott's asking, you know, has Courtney heard from Caitlin? He can't get a hold of her. He wants to hang out with Caitlin. And uh, and it's and and Courtney's like, you know, it's this is like it makes sense. Scott wants uh wants Caitlin to like him and he wants to be accepted by Caitlin. Yes. Um, and it kind of feels like maybe Caitlin's playing hard to get. Yes. Yes. Uh, next scene, we have the photo shoot. Uh, we have all the girls there, plus Chris, Mason and Scott for some reason. Uh, Chloe, this is I felt bad for Chloe. Chloe's very upset. Chris comes in and says, what are you wearing? Chloe's like, the wardrobe department did not bring shorts in my size. So (sighs) they put her in a big old skirt. That is so upsetting. I mean, we have to remember these little snippets because they explain everything about modern day Chloe. Mm -hmm. Because this must have happened on 70% of the shoots at this period of time. I guarantee you they never brought her size. And that she was always like shamed and a woman who we know has never been even large, you know, like, and I think she probably like, you can see it in her face in this scene. And she's like saying like, it's not a time to make jokes with me. Yeah. Did you ever read Mindy Kaling's book? um, Like, is everyone hanging out without me or whatever? No, I never read it. Um, A lot of stuff in the book uh, rubs me a bit, but there is a part where she talks about her first like like big fancy like maybe it was her Vogue or some kind of like fancy shoot that she had and like Ellie Kemper's in like this beautiful dress and someone else is in a beautiful dress and they did not and the dress she wanted they just only brought sample sizes and so it didn't fit and so she's like cut it 
She made them cut a couture dress. She's like, and then sew something in the back, cut it. She wow. forced. And I was like, yes. That's cool. If you're not going to dress me, then I will figure out another way. And you're not going to like it. Because as a fat woman going into costumers, they have made me feel terrible so many times. One of the few who was great was when I was on Brooklyn uh, nine, nine, I had like a small part and the costumer was so great. She's a great designer and she's a nice, good lady. And she had so many options. And like, it was like, it wasn't like a, mm, I don't know. I don't know. And That's you're like, such a good way to describe it, it. That I think that people probably miss not to cut you off, but think that it's, it's not about like overt, like insults as much as like, mm. Yeah, like that. You anything. saying that is is such, it gives me such a like. Oh yeah, it's this like uh, this doesn't work, you know? Yeah. And by default, you don't work. Like, I'm your so body doesn't sorry work. that you're so bad at your job. You want me to feel bad about my body forever? A thing I was hired for that everybody else who made all the decisions felt fine about. Like yes. Uh, so I mean, I got really mad. I like I had like real like how dare they and then she said like the thing she's like do you know how much bigger i'm gonna look now that they're putting these on me and i was like well but she ended up looking great because she Looks just great. she hiked that skirt all the way up there you go that's the solve baby get that thing up get that leg yes. out yes um and then so chris and courtney are talking about that scott and courtney have been going to couples therapy he's really progressing and Chris being a total two-faced snake is like, <laughs> I'm going to make, no, you're right. Scott and Caitlin should hang out. That would be so good for Scott. I'm going to make Caitlin call Scott back. <laughs> this is yeah the most like patronizing conversation where she's like, yeah, asking about couples therapy and how it's going. Again, you can hear the disdain for therapy. How is that whole therapy thing going? Um, always pay attention to the tone and the phrasing of the way they ask about therapy in this family. Yes. Um, and like, how's that weird thing going that you're into is like always the way it's phrased. Yeah. Um, it's like their version of like, you go to a weird church now. <laughs> you believe in that whole thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then Chris is like, you know, I think he's really cool. I'm proud of you guys. <laughs> I think he's really cool. Made me laugh so hard talking about Scott. <laughs> I think he's really cool. I'm proud of you. <laughs> like, you wow, really, <laughs> really convincing, Chris. Really, really like normal language to talk about your son-in-law. Oh, I think he's really. I remember this is just weeks after she saw his dick in person for the first yeah, time. We know exactly why you think he's cool. She's like, I think he's real cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, and then, yeah, we have Chris next talking to Caitlin saying that she feels bad, just essentially guilt tripping Caitlin. I uh, love this. Like he doesn't have any friends anymore because he doesn't party and they're all partiers. <laughs> like, yeah, it's our doing like taking, you know, taking responsibility almost when that's not really what it is, but that's fair. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, and acknowledging that they're not supporting Scott and that it's essentially which is I think you could say this is the root of the problem because we get a little glimpse of this later. It's inferring that the Scots choices are like a favor to Courtney and the family as opposed yes. to choices about his own health and well-being. Mm -hmm. um, it's sort of they're all accepting it as like 
you got to do, you got to make those choices to keep Courtney. So we got to say thank you. Um, when the root of all this is about Scott's mental health, which we know to this day, to this year, to last year is still suffering. I mean, uh, until he dates someone within like over who can rent a car, I <laughs> I don't think he's doing well. If he dates somebody that's 25 or older, I would, I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked. I, I would act like the people when people are like, can you believe Keanu Reeves is dating a woman? Uh, remotely his, uh, I mean, she's still 15 years younger than him, but they're like, she's age appropriate. You're like, oh, yeah. Relax. We yeah. got to relax. Everybody pissing their pants over that beautiful, talented arch artist. Like, can you believe <laughs> that insane golem he went out in public with? <laughs> like, I mean, that's a beautiful, talented woman. But OK. Also, I, he had a little fling with Diane Keaton. I mean, I guess we could maybe view how we uh, accept women's values uh, societally, but that's boring. Um, and so we have Caitlin agrees to go hang out with Scott and then has to be tough about it and, and goes, I'm going to kick his ass, though. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, what? OK, so they're going to Temecula to go trophy car racing, which is a thing. I've never heard of. And when I saw them, I thought it looked like a cartoon car. <laughs> These cars, they're like kind of like bumper cars. Yeah, it was like very much like Matterhorn, like from Cars Land and, you know, like <laughs> they're Disney. So, they're <laughs> so silly. These are silly cars. It's just very silly. I mean, so, if they can't talk, I don't know what they can do. <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> the cars? Yes. <laughs> They do look like talking cards. Uh, it's really they, interesting, too, because th this is like where Caitlin's hair is getting to this like length that uh, ends up sort of like becoming more of a thing. This, yes. This like, longer bob. This is I mean, maybe it's been and it was just very blown out in this scene. And I was like, oh, I remember this phase. Yes. Yes. Well, on the way there, they discuss Scott's drinking. Yes. And Scott says that he, you know, since he's been sober, he's had more more time to think about things and he's sort of alluding to like there's bigger issues here yeah and, and caitlin cuts him off she's like you're the type of person that can't even have one drink and he's like i well i don't i don't and uh, scott's like well, i don't know if i agree with that i, probably have a couple I mean this dynamic <laughs> is fascinating because scott is being really um I don't think he's being walled off. And I think he's like leaving a lot of room to yeah. talk. You know, he's like, yeah, just drinking is, isn't that important to me right now. And, and Caitlin is just like, I was like this, I wonder if this is the dynamic always. Like there's just such a harshness that is, uh, you can tell unintentional, but yeah, it's like, Scott's opening up at the complexity of his drinking and his relationship. And it's Caitlin being like, yeah, you're just one of those people. You got to go the other way. <laughs> Scott's like, okay yeah i mean it there's a lot to it you know like and anybody who's in recovery especially newly like it's so fresh there's so much you're processing and scott's even saying like i feel the world differently now you know like because i'm not numbing my feelings and it's like i, I was just very stunned by like scott is really vulnerable at this kind of face and you see him kind of getting like shut down a bit emotionally yes. you know oh it was so sad when they're at the track and scott's like nothing like father and son adding and caitlin's like you're not my son oh my god <laughs> exactly 
Exactly. It goes, yeah, I mean, how about grandson's father? How's that? My grandson's <laughs> father. And it's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, can somebody just accept this poor? I mean, uh, you well, know, don't worry, Jess. Not. They're going to and they're going to throw Courtney fully away. So don't right. worry. It goes real 180 where they it's... throw truly throw their own daughter out with the bathroom. And off. rightly <laughs> so. Rightly so. I would take a drug addled alcoholic Scott over Courtney any day. <laughs> Yeah, so they get in these funny little cars. They drive around. <laughs> they get out. Caitlin makes them do something that is apparently, I don't know if this is just Caitlin's thing, the hand hug. God, Jess, I can't wait till this pandemic's over and I can hand hug somebody. I'm holding my hand up to you. So it's a high five and then you pull the thumb around. Yeah, you you hold it tight with the thumb. It makes Scott so uncomfortable. <laughs> it is. For someone who is... for. For Caitlin to be pushing uh, uh, the emotionality of Scott away, it is a v- hand stuff is just very intimate. It just it is, is really intimate. I I felt the same way where it's like okay, so you can't like you brush against the joke of a father son, but then you are like here, let me clamp you'll, our hands together. You'll spoon <laughs> each other's hands. <laughs> Okay, and then we get this scene at Lucille's Barbecue Smokehouse uh, that is so funny. It's just like two people who really just can't connect. Uh, and I was like, again, this is like a vul- and you and you don't have to know someone in recovery to know how like delicate this period is, whether they did something wrong in your eyes or not. We get Scott ordering a ginger ale and Caitlin orders a beer and goes, oh, cute ginger ale. <laughs> I mean, okay. What would you prefer, sir? (laughs) uh, Just the inability to not say nothing. Oh my! Don't say anything. Come on. And then gets this like big, big old beer. (laughs) The drinks are enormous at this place, by the way. For anybody (laughs) who wants a hot tip on giant beverages. And we got Scott kind of pushing back and being like, you know, I feel like you think I can't do, you know, talking about how fun it was to drive the cars and wanting to do more of that stuff. And it's like, I feel like you think I can't do anything active just because I walk around in a suit all day. I mean, it does give that impression. Yes. And it's like very self-aware to acknowledge. And Caitlin's basically like, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And Caitlin says, if you keep this, keep driving like that, you can hang out with the boys. And Scott was like, I think I did today. And he's Kayla's like, oh, not me. I'm not a boy. I mean, there are other boys. Did you catch that, though? It was yes. like, it was, it, Kaylin doesn't literally say, no, not me. I'm not a boy. But she goes, no, I mean other boys. Oh, there but, are the other boys. The, my big guy crew. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm just reading too much into it because I know what I know now. But Well, that's, I think, very, it's a, that's the very hard part. It's not hard, but the kind of tricky part of rewatching these. And, and you know, we don't want to dwell too much on it. But it's obviously a huge thing to know that yes. somebody is on the, like, building up to transitioning and there and so yeah these moments it's really hard to not read into it you know? I think especially because of the hyper masculinity that Caitlin is acting the whole time in She's- this episode especially it's like you've got the like oh well I'll only hang out with him if we go like you know and there and and Caitlin historically has such a focus on these kind of like masculine toys 
always, yes. you know, cars and little weird dune buggies and ATV shit and helicopters. And like, there is this sort of like what I think can feel like performative masculinity in, re- yes. in hindsight, you know, getting a big old beer across from, uh, look, I love beer, but it just does sort of play sometimes like uh, what is sort of like historically masculine choices. Yes, for sure. Um, and then we get this like, but they had a nice day is the point yes. and they want to hang out more. And then we get this very funny little curveball at the end of their storyline where Scott shows up to, back at the house, at uh, Kim's house and has uh, in a pinstripe suit with his tailor. Uh-huh. And, and Scott has brought not just a tailor, but a suit for Caitlin. And it's like another hideous pinstripe. I just am not a pinstripe person. I just think it looks crazy. I mean, yeah, yeah like, it's like... It's like a zoot suit. Or I, was, like a- I was saying it about like one of the um, representatives because I was watching the hearings. And I was like, oh, I mean, you cannot dress like a horny cartoon cat and start lecturing me, you know? It's, it's the cat from the Paula Abdul video. Yes, two steps forward. Two steps, Two steps back. back. We come together because opposites attract. He has nice. a cool no. Uh, or cool, cool name. Sorry. I'm Googling it. I have to know. Baby. Baby. <laughs> baby. He, he MC, MC Scat Cat. <laughs> That's Kim Cattrall. <laughs> <laughs> the he cats and the she cats. That's exactly. <laughs> Oh my God, you pieced it together. What a beautiful full circle. Um, so Caitlin is into it. She likes the she likes the suit. She likes I mean, I that's the only time we let men like play dress up as I get. know. It's very sweet. Not your husband. He plays dress up because he has a lot of costumes for sketches and stuff. <laughs> yes, and he plays dress up as a Twitter character. <laughs> In a totally different way, <laughs> but you know when you when you're with a comedian, they 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 literally do play dress up. Yes, they there's drawers of wigs and uh, and goof clothes. But yeah, the, so there isn't that much dress up for most for for most men, uh, and and they get these suits going, and Scott's getting to be an expert and is telling Caitlin, hey, dressing is a isn't a game; it's a lifestyle. Uh, it's sure <laughs> it's so interesting to think that scott went from like wearing those very overly fancy suits to now only sweats i know i'm actually excited as we keep watching like to watch scott's fashion transformation because i don't remember it and it's really dramatic like yes. how he how he looks and and what yeah, this era is so. I mean, it's we've said it a zillion times, and everyone does, but it's just very American Psycho. Um, yeah, Patrick it gets Bateman. Yeah, it gets beaten out of him. Yeah, he he he's <laughs> too much to keep up. But as as the light goes out in his eyes, <laughs> so doth the pinstripes. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. No more ascots for that dead-eyed Scott. <laughs> So Caitlin strolls on downstairs in the midst of some other drama that we'll get to in a second uh, with a slicked back hair, uh, which is really dramatic uh, and feeling good. Looks looks like she's feeling good in the suit and that does the hand hug with Scott and (laughs) 
And they're happy. They're and they're happy. It's Great. a happy ending. So let's go to our other storyline with we got the girls. The girls storyline. We got a, a classic sister clash. We're at the end as hotel. Andes, mm. right? That's what I yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. A N D A Z, which I think yeah. is no longer. No, no, they ha- uh, maybe not that one, but it is a chain that I have seen. <laughs> okay, for sure. Okay, uh, I, I, yeah, definitely. I, I want. It's like got an A on its side. That's the only reason mm-hmm. I remember. It's like the the weird logo. Anyway, so yes. Kim is there with Lala, Anthony, uh, and Brittany Gastineau. Oh my God, her OGs. I mean, Brittany has definitely faded, but how sweet that Lala is still so her. They were, did a sleepover like a week ago on her Lala. Instagram. Lala. OG. Uh, okay, so it she is 100% over Reggie. She's officially single. It's done. People People got to deal with it. Nobody can handle that they're broken up, but it's the truth. So it's done. And now we get to have fun. Because sad, someone- sad Kim is out the window. We've had plenty yeah. of sad Kim this season. And this is kind of fun because we're yes. finally, I mean, we had the bodyguard and stuff or yeah, bodyguard. But now we have, this is fun. This is dating. So I, I do want to say real quick, Brittany's, la- Brittany's name is spelled B-R-I-T-T-N-Y. There's no other vowels mm-hmm. after the I. Yes. <laughs> now, this is a deep cut as well. There was a incredibly short-lived reality show, I think also on E, around the same time as Kardashians, because I think Kim got it for her, called Gastineau Girls. Oh. And it was Britney and her mother, who Ooh. I believe is a socialite. Um, and it was unbelievably boring. Um, uh, well, but that's that's a deep cut for anyone looking for yet another short-lived reality <laughs> show connected to this world. So someone has reached out to Brittany wanting to be set up with Kim, and it is another football player. Mm. And Kim is like, no, that'll be so awkward. <laughs> but like, who? <laughs> <laughs> and it's this really cute guy named Miles Austin. Yeah, and, she, and she's like looking at him, being like, "Oh, his eyes! God, their bodies are so amazing." <laughs> this is the horniest I've seen Kim in. Like, I, I don't remember her being this openly horny on camera. She like gets fully like in the zone, remembering having sex with Reggie. It's incredible, yeah. and whoever oh. else. She's like, every girl has dated a football player. They all have sex the same way, and then they're like. They must have cut away from the miming of how they have sex because I was like, wait, how? How? It looked, it kind of looked like they were doing like a, they're like, oh, yeah, they're, I love their bodies. They're so amazing. And I love how they just lift you up. And I was like, and then it kind of went like hands up. And I was like, oh, it kind of made me think that was it. But I didn't, it was not clear. Like, please try to figure it out tonight with your husband and let me know. <laughs> I mean, it sounds exhausting, whatever it is. I know you have a bad back, but <laughs> I'll look it up and see if there's some sort of um, like ver- laying down version of it. Just show Tim the clip and see if he can put it Be together. Like, Does this mean anything to you? Get like his, it's a little. <laughs> yeah, get his boys on the group chat and see if they know what this is. It's like a treasure map. Look at it. Do you get it? Uh, it's good enough for Cam. Um, but yeah, she's excited about Miles. He looks like A-Rod. And she... Who she already said she would not go out with because he's... Yes! Good memory. been around the block too many times, I think. But she says, yes, give... give um, Connect. Make the, make the, the date happen. So, so they're off the, to the races. The next scene, 
we're at Kim's house. Courtney, she's been in New York City and she's invited Chris, Kim, and Chloe to chat. She has met with a realtor and she really wants to discuss the possibility of Das New York. You can tell she's going there to sell it. And before yeah. she could even finish, they're like, yes, let's do it, girl. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And when she was having a falling out with the family, earlier last season she bre- no, briefly not even they, last season right no, it was like yeah this season yeah she and scott went to new york to like potentially move there yeah. so we know that they're and they kind of flash back to that we know that there was like some interest in she's been interested in moving to new york is the so do you think that's what it was that she was like i know what you're gonna say and they're like yes do it go move yes do it <laughs> yes, i it. do too i think so too <laughs> chloe and kim are like yes we're in and she's like okay <laughs> uh, all right that's gonna be a different storyline i guess we'll just merge these two together with something else later in the cut okay, okay. <laughs> so we're at stanley stanley's uh with yeah. kim and chloe so kim has been talking to miles and she kind of likes him but she doesn't want to date another football player because it'd be so weird if she goes to football games and everyone's like kim kardashian is back on the football game she's gonna curse the team <laughs> she talks and talks and talks chloe has said Oh, uh, truly nothing. She is so perfectly Kim in this scene. First, <laughs> the way she described first, she says, I'm in a really torn dilemma. <laughs> an insane description of I have a problem. And then I was laughing so hard because this is the she is stirring her iced tea furiously. And it, I guess so I was really fixated on horny. <laughs> she is like the loudest clinking of cubes while she goes on and on. Uh, and were on you and thirsty on. when you watched? I think I, now that I'm noticing that both scenes, I made note of the beverages. I'm like, I guess I was, I, I mean, I'm always interested in beverages, but it's I been cared. Ho- it's been hot. So you're probably, <laughs> I'll take a sip right now. Oh, I heard it. I'm Slip- sorry. Slippity. Listeners Slip- are going to hate it. Slippity slurping. Listeners uh, are going to hate it. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. No, I, I don't mind <laughs> it. And, um, I don't care if you'll get upset about a slurp. Um, <laughs> We hear you slurping now, too. You don't even know we can hear it. <laughs> um, so Kim is going to fly to Dallas for one night so they can go on a date. What this a world. What this a world. Must be nice. Because if we didn't say it before, uh, Miles is his name, right? Miles Austin. He lives in Dallas. His sports team is Cowboys. There. Cowboys is there. <laughs> now, I do know. I do know about like. The Cowboys are like, you know, knowing about the Yankees, I feel like. Okay. Like they're one of those teams. At least when I was a kid, they were always in the Super Bowl. They were always in the Super Bowl. I do feel like the way I only ever know if teams are relevant is if the players date famous women. And so, and I do remember there was uh, another guy who dated Carrie. I don't remember. Carrie. Carrie the American Idol. Oh, Underwood. Tony, yeah. Tony Romo. Tony Romo was a famous Cowboys Uh, guy. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Sport ball. I hate being sport ball. I'm not proud of it. I don't like it. It's not (laughs) my fault, you guys. My dad's not from this country. I don't have a way in. Does he watch, uh, like, football, like soccer football? Yeah, he likes soccer. So, so you're I like, like, I don't like know it super well. He's oh, you're not, not like, he's a I'm nerd. into he's, the he's, arsenals or whatever they're called. No, because he was never that big of a soccer guy. He's a, 
he's a science dork, you know? He was getting bullied by those guys. <laughs> he was like, I'll show you. I'll cure one of your diseases, you jackasses. <laughs> exactly. Now, have you watched Ted Lasso BTB? No, I've heard it's great. BTB? What's by BTB? The, by the by. Yes, by the by, watch Ted Lasso. Just okay. if we're talking about football. <laughs> yes, yes, because it's a fish out of water, right? Where he's yes. a coach of a UK soccer team. Honestly, it's one of those like feel goods too. That's what I've heard. That it's yeah. a very sweet show. Yes. Um, well, right. I will. So yeah. So, so back. We're at Kim's house again. We are talking properties. She found a place in Soho. And I love what Kim, she's she's like, we have to act on it fast. And Kim goes, if we need to act now, we need to act now. <laughs> <laughs> when they put on their, here's the thing. We're not knocking them down. We know these are strong business women, but it's very funny watching them step into these roles at this point in their lives. Yes. And it is like, wait a minute, buy, sell. <laughs> it is very much like, business, 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 I love business. it. And like, especially imagining women who like do this all day, every day. And Kim's like, gets on the phone. Look, we need to have a bathroom already installed. So, <laughs> <laughs> and Courtney's like, yes, I mean, we love Soho. We love it's the It's got to have packing. air conditioning. I'm like, yeah, it does need a toilet and an air conditioner. Like, they think they're throwing out you the most mavens of industry. Of <laughs> if it doesn't have a floor and a ceiling, we're not interested. <laughs> Look, if there's no door, we're out. <laughs> Whoa, crazy. How they know that? Oh, uh, I love them. So Courtney's like, well, you guys know that we're going to have to go there for a month or longer. It's going to be just like Miami. A spinoff. <laughs> and Chloe's like, uh, hey guys, my husband uh is not no longer playing for the Lakers and he got traded to <laughs> he's in the European League, which is not good for someone who was a Laker. So we're kind I, of going through a thing that nobody knows yet. So I mean, I don't like I said, we don't know a lot about sports. But I do believe going from the Lakers to playing in the European League is. I think so. Yeah, I think that that's good. that's. I think you're right. I don't think that that's a good sign. Yeah, that's like. I think. Yeah. Nope. Don't have it. Well, I mean, <laughs> moving it's, it's, on. It definitely feels like a slide down. Yes. But yes. Yeah. So she. But, so Chloe's like, I'm supposed to go to uh, Europe with Lamar. And Kim is like, look. Or no, Courtney's like, Kim won't have time when you're back. We do it now. And Kim's like, look, I never help out. So this is just a time for you to not have to bust your ass. And you could tell like that is Chloe, although she will complain till the day she dies that she has to do the most work. She She's not the kind of person who can watch someone else do that for mm -mm. her. Mm -mm, mm -mm. And you can see uh, Courtney's gears turning and she's getting pissed um and she's it's, like look all three of us need to be heavily involved is how she sees it yeah um then we have the next scene is is kim getting ready for her oh. overnight date very fun it's really fun it's a cute sister scene chloe is like going through her suitcase making fun of her pulls out a pair of gorgeous lace a gorgeous lace thong that's like nude not realizing this would become her sister's trademark color and favorite says, color it looks like doo-doo. <laughs> she absolutely burns Kim on the... She's like, why are you bringing such ugly panties? It's 
Kim's like, well, I don't want to hook up with him. Chloe's like, yes, you do want to hook up with him or else you wouldn't be giving yourself a hoe bath and jumping on a plane in two seconds. It's really good. Classic Chloe. Classic. And Kim is running around and she flies out the door, gets in a, you know, basically a town car and jets on off. She's excited. Do. Yeah, she's, she's excited, excited to hang out with him. Um, so they're back at Kim's house. Kim's back from Dallas now. She mm-hmm. had fun. She wants to hang out again. You know, they kiss and they, you know, we vibed. We vibed. Classic Kim. <laughs> Classic Kim. Her two reviews, her review sentences are, it was so random. <laughs> and then we vibed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But oh, she's yeah. like, it's another long distance relationship. And then something happens in in Courtney's mind. Yeah. It goes from like a sister downloading another sister on like a fun boy that she's like excited about after a bad breakup to a totally different thing. Yeah. Courtney's just like, you're going to get distracted and you're going to leave me and I'm going to have to be folding all the clothes and then putting in the tile. And and it's just like suddenly makes it about this like dash store opening in the very moment and it's like it's not what she's talking about she's gone and had one overnight date with this person yes and then kim was like i promise dash will be my number one priority i will be there 90 percent of the time and then we get our a classic courtney line which is your version of 90 is just unacceptable yes yes courtney is not having it it's like a big job is what Courtney says. It, and it's so rough because it's like she this this becomes a total like quit before you're fired situation where it's like rela- like no one is saying that they don't want to do it. And, and Courtney is being so intense about it on this, like being on her terms on her timeline. Well, that's what it seems like with even like the forcing of like, Chloe, you can't do it now. We have to go now. And then Kim's got it like. It seems like very much like this is mine, right? This is my thing. Yeah. But how fast she crumbles. She. Oh, my God. This 180 <sighs> is wild. Like, we know she's annoyed while they're figuring it out. But at this point, no one has said that they're out. Yeah. Everybody. Because meanwhile, Chloe is like, what is the rush? Why does it have to be like immediate? Why does this have to happen right now? And we don't really get an answer, honestly. I mean, I assume it's because she's like, production, we have to film a season. I need (laughs) money. We we signed the contract, bitch. (laughs) So Courtney's being all like quiet because she's like, I'm going to be stuck at Dash alone. And she's like, well, I don't even know if I want to. You know what? We're closing Calabasas. We're closing all the stores. It's, like- <laughs> it's so crazy. Chris is there. They're like, wait a minute. What's happening? Kim is like just quietly trying to sort through the moment. And Courtney announces that she is pulling the plug on Dash entirely. It is such a, a beautiful drama queen moment. And I had literally written, wow, what a drama queen. And Chris goes, <laughs> That's a little dramatic, Courtney. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, you're dropping a bomb and letting everyone. She's like, I'm letting everyone down. They're letting everyone down in the future in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) The opposite of what everybody has said and promised. I'm sure of it. It's really wild. And we get no resolution. We just have to wait till next week. It's so funny. I couldn't be any less like Courtney. Or yeah. more like, or more like our side. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, we all love, I think we all lean into the, the dramatic, like the Courtney, there's so much, especially later Courtney therapy, Courtney, I relate to so much where it's just like, you, nobody gets me. <laughs> I'm at an Island emotionally. Uh, <laughs> and I really relate, but, uh, but yeah, she just turns on a dime and it is truly delightful. Boy. Yeah. She's, she's not like the rest of them. <laughs> no, she's special. We love her. Um, but she's bringing a lot of drama. I can't wait to see what happens. I mean, I think they open the store. I'm pretty sure <laughs> there is a, Courtney and Kim take New York. There might be a whole spinoff based off of it, but who knows? We who won't know till knows? next week. We'll have a new president. That's exciting. <sighs> uh, so by the time you hear us next week, we'll have a new president. Uh, we're in the home stretch. I hope in the meantime, not to be dramatic, that everybody is being safe and taking care of yourselves. This is a really crazy time. Yes. Um, so please take care of yourselves. And hang in there this week. We release new episodes every Monday. Um, you'll be listening to this uh, if you're listening on Monday. Happy Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. Um, check out our website, Cardishonit.com. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review. It really helps other people find the podcast and helps us. Check out our Twitter and Instagram and like our Facebook page. And as always, email us at Cardishonit at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to Cardishonit. <laughs> Bye. Bye.